Voices, the neurodivergent creative. Spicy brains unpacking all the shame. It's time for you to come be creative. With Caitlin Fisher as your host and creative coach. They'll change your approach and tell you a joke to lighten your load and help you along or sing you a song. Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> Welcome back to the Neurodivergent Creative Podcast. Today, I want to talk about the fact that we don't all have the same 24 hours in a day. So there's, you know, people, people will like share posts or, or whatever that are like, you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. So what's your excuse? Or I did X, Y, Z magical thing in my life. And I'm a mother of three and I own a business. So what's your excuse? And I just want to break that down and talk about that because it pisses me off because there's a lot going on that these people are not putting out there when they're asking you what your excuse is. So if you are neurodivergent, especially with ADHD, uh, we have trouble estimating how long stuff takes. So tasks that could take someone who doesn't have ADHD, like 20 minutes, even five minutes, even two minutes, might take us hours, days, or weeks because of like all of the stuff going on in our spicy little brains that make it hard to start a task, see the task through to completion, complete the task. There, there's a lot going on in the brain. But even not from like a neurodivergent standpoint, it's classist. Like if you don't own a car and you have to take the bus to get to work, you are losing, you, you have less time available to you during the day. And then it's like, well, why aren't you bettering yourself on the bus? You could be running a business from your phone while you're on the bus commuting. And it's like, can, can we not just have like a fucking minute to like be alive and breathe and look out the window and like not always be working. So I have a lot of thoughts and so there's like the classist perspective, right? Where it's like Beyonce is Beyonce because Beyonce has a team of people. Beyonce has producers and choreographers and nannies and probably a home chef. I don't know what Beyonce is working with, but Beyonce has a whole team of people who make her life run so that she does not have to hold on to the, the task management of her daily life. Beyonce wakes up and goes where she needs to be that day. There's probably an assistant who's like, Ms. Beyonce, uh, here's your five things for the day. Here's your one thing for the day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the point that we're talking about with this 24 hours in a day thing is like, if you have to do all of the labor of knowing what needs to be done in the first place, 
getting the thing done on top of knowing what needs to be done and managing it, it's, it's a pain in the ass. It's work. It's labor. And so when we do this sort of what's your excuse kind of shamey judgment crap about people should be able to do things, this came up during the pandemic as well. I mean, we're still in a pandemic. I would like everybody to, to know that it's not over. COVID-19 is still ravaging the planet and it's bad. Okay, great. Now that that's clear. When COVID first hit, people were like, oh my God, if you don't come out of this two weeks, two weeks at home, having like a new outlook on life because you had that downtime, then what are you even doing with your life? There was this huge judgment ripple effect of like expecting people to write novels while they're also processing the fact that millions of people are dying of a pandemic virus. Maybe don't like productivity shame people who are having a hard time coping with a global pandemic. So we got classism. We got, you don't have the same 24 hours if you have to ride the bus. If you are a stay at home parent, like if you're a full time in the home parent, you're dear God, you're tired. You're busy. You at the end of your day of caring for your children and your household and anticipating the needs of everyone around you, you're not like, Oh, you know what I could really go for right now is plotting a novel. If you do want to plot a novel, I love you. And I got you. I teach people that, but you know, you don't, you don't just go, "Mm, I think some self-development now that I finally have a break and the children are asleep. No, you, you need to go to sleep too. We need to quit. You have the same 24 hours in a day. You better maximize them all. No, some of those hours are for sleeping and I need you to calm down. Great. But this is also a neurotype problem because an ADHD person, they're 24 hours and a non-ADHD person, they don't process time the same. And also time is a fucking construct. Absolutely. If anybody ever says you have the same 24 hours in a, in a day as like anybody, I just want you to eat them because it doesn't matter that you have 24 hours. What matters is the ability to plan and complete tasks, to set long-term goals and decide which tasks go into them. And that's hard, especially with different neurotypes. So, and uh, neurodivergent isn't just autism, ADHD. It's also mental illness, trauma, like anything going on in your brain, which honestly, most people have some level of unhealed trauma or un dealt with mental illness. And those of us who are dealing with our mental illness still have bad days. Knowing, (laughs) knowing that you have depression, being in therapy, being on medication is still not going to stop your depression from existing. So then we get that extra layer of being like, well, why can't I achieve my wildest dreams? You know, I'm on Lexapro. I see my therapist. Okay, great. 
you don't, you don't even have to achieve. Like when we make achievement and forward vision, like doing stuff, moving on up in the world. Some people don't want that. I do. Like I have dreams and visions and stuff. And like, I like that. That is very good to my brain to have something that I'm working toward. Otherwise I just sort of like spin around in a circle. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my God. (laughs) And that's me, but that might not be you. You might be like, you know what? If I didn't have a job, if I didn't have to do jack shit, I would simply enjoy my day. I would vibe. I would listen to music and I'll play some video games and I might take a nap and I might go, play with kittens at the animal shelter. Like, I don't even know what I would do, but I would find a way to fill the time and feel amazing. Whereas I'm like, I I just, I don't know. I feel like I need to be working towards something. And that could be misplaced anxiety. I don't know. Eventually I'd like to get to a point where I, I dream of laying on a beach, drinking delicious juices, you know, reading books. Uh, But for now I do enjoy work. (laughs) I... I do. I enjoy my work. I like making stuff. I like doing things. I like talking to people, but I have found that there's a disconnect for me between work that's like directly making something or working like with a client and doing like administrative work. Like I do not care to like go through my email subscriber list and remove people who have never opened an email from me. I know that that would be like an important businessy thing to do, but I have no interest in it. And that's kind of what ADHD is like. There has to be some level of payoff for the task. You get some dopamine, you get, you feel like, hooray, I have done a cool thing. You know, like in a video game where it's like achievement unlocked. You have to get some kind of achievement unlocked when you have ADHD to be motivated to do anything. On top of classism and neurodivergence, how about disability? Telling me that I have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But I also have fibromyalgia and I am like just always tired. I have chronic fatigue. So sure. Beyonce and I experience the same day, experience the same hours. Uh, but if she's not disabled, like I am, she interacts with her day differently. I don't know like why I'm not mad at Beyonce. Beyonce is great. Beyonce is just my goalpost for this episode. Like, or not goalpost, but guidepost. I don't know. I didn't make an outline. You guys just get, just get ADHD Caitlin today. I love Beyonce. Beyonce, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you are, if Beyonce's assistant to her assistant is listening, all the love for you. I'm not picking on you. You got to balance all your shit is the point that I'm trying to make. (laughs) There's a lot that goes into time management and I love to talk about time management I have time management trainings. I have done time management trainings in other groups. Like people have hired me to train on time management. So like I could sit here and talk to you about 
how to use the Pomodoro technique or how to time block. But that's, this is not a, a teaching episode. This is just kind of making you aware that time management is not the be all end all. And that rather than managing your time, what if we thought about balancing your time and balancing your energy? So we talk about work-life balance all the time, right? Like that's, that's the predominant balance that people think about. Work-life balance. How's your work-life balance? Well, I think that there's more to life than just working and the rest of what you do that's not work just sort of goes into a box that's labeled life. So I like to reframe that and talk about work-life-play-rest balance because you very specifically need to incorporate play, fun, dopamine, um, just time to engage with stuff for the purpose of joy and not the purpose of anything else. Going to a sports game might be play for you, or that might be work if you hate sports. (laughs) Going to like a play or a comedy show. And also you don't have to leave the house for play. Reading a novel can be play. If it helps your brain just sort of feel joyful. You're like, good, I do this because I enjoy it. I'm playing. Some art might be play. Some art might be work. Depends on, you know, if you're an artist and you are doing work on commission, right? So you're still creating an art piece, but it, it hits different when you're just playing with paint because that's fun for you, or you're just sort of strumming around on your guitar because that's fun for you versus if that's your job or an aspect of the labor that you do. So that's why I like these buckets. You got the work bucket and that's any and all labor paid or unpaid. So making a doctor's appointment is work. Picking up your kids from school is work. Doing the dishes, work. It's not just going to your job. And the way our society is structured presently, and I am in the United States, so that's the perspective I'm speaking from, but I know that a lot of places are similar. When when companies or whatever talk about, they promote great work-life balance, the life that they're talking about is actually also work. You know, when they say, oh, you can, we have flex time, you can leave work early to go to a doctor's appointment. That's still work. It's just not like paid work. It's not a job, but going to a doctor's appointment is labor. You have to go, you have to get there. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to remember all your symptoms and medical history and blah, 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 and have an intelligent conversation in about three and a half minutes with a stressed out medical professional. P.S. I'm so sorry to doctors. You're tired too. I know. Uh, Especially in our lovely pandemic time. If you're a doctor and you're listening, awesome. Uh, P.S. Also, my doctor is great. If you are in the Cleveland area, uh, Metro Health's Ohio City clinic has uh, Dr. Allison Myers and uh, OBGYN Sybil Solofsky, and they are both health at every size, non-fat phobic, very queer friendly 
doctors. So uh, my life has changed because I have good doctors now who don't shame me every time I walk in the door. That really impacts the level of medical care that you receive. Okay. Tangent back. I'm back. No more tangent. No more tangents. Okay. So we talked about work life. The life bucket encompasses like socializing, um, your spiritual practice, your community stuff that you do. You know, if you, um, if you go to church, that's life. If you are part of a book club, that could be life. It could be work. The, the cool thing about work-life play-rest balance is that each different person and how they approach work-life play-rest is going to be completely unique and different. So like one, one man's work could be another man's play. Uh, so it's very customized to you. I can't sit here and just diagnose your work-life play-rest. And then there's play, which I talked about like at the top of this. And then rest which is actual restorative rest, not just sleep. And you do need to sleep and you probably need to sleep more than you're sleeping, but allowing yourself to not be on all the time, which is so hard because we are constantly connected. We are stuck to our phones. We are checking our email all the time. And this is me too. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm not like, Oh, what's your excuse? I've given up my phone. No, I fucking am obsessed and attached to my phone. I check Instagram. I check Facebook. I check my email just like all the time. I'm like, huh, I wonder if anybody's talking to me right now. The peace that I feel when I leave my phone in another room to read a book or to work on my novel or to do whatever I'm doing. It's great but I still want to check my phone the whole time. So we have a culture of being always on, of being always connected, of being able to be interrupted at all times. And I think that that has really detracted from our rest cycles because you can't really rest if at any moment your phone could ping with an emergency. And I'm not hundred percent sure how to fix that. This is just some commentary right now. I'm sure I will develop some type of advice later on, but for now, I just want to acknowledge that it's fucking hard to disconnect and it's hard to rest. And it's especially not restful. If while you are resting, you are judging yourself. I'm very sorry to tell you that that doesn't count. If you're sitting on the couch being like, okay, a relaxing afternoon. I'm just going to watch a few episodes of Shit's Creek and I'm going to drink my favorite beverage and I'm just going to sit here under a nice warm blankie and be cozy and just relax. If in your mind the entire time you're like, you suck, you're lazy, you should be working, why aren't you doing the dishes? You can sit down after you turn the dishwasher on. You can sit down after you start a load of laundry. Terribly sorry to report you are not resting. You are having a fight. And we can't rest while we're having a fight. It's like a video game. You can't sleep 
there are enemies nearby. Or there was an episode of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender where the gang is like flying around on Appa and every time they settle in and start to get some sleep, the villains uh, have been following them and they're hot on their trail again. So like by the end of this episode, they are just falling asleep. They are so exhausted because they haven't been able to rest because of the constant interruption, because of the constant anxiety, because of the constant danger. So this started off with me yelling about having the same 24 hours as Beyonce and has ended on Avatar The Last Airbender. So enjoy. I have ADHD. And my whole point here is that it, I don't give two shits how many hours are in the day. What matters is how you are balancing them and how you feel at the end of that day. So if it feels shitty, change something. Work, life, play, rest. You don't have to fix it all in one day. Indeed, you cannot. Especially in our capitalist, productivity-minded, go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle culture. And rather than being like, well, I guess I could stop doing half of the labor I do, which is going to send your life into chaos because you're not used to that. I would advise adding in something from life, play or rest. So it's, it's very hard to detach from work. It just is. And it's, it's a process and it's a practice. But what you can do is start building boundaries around the rest of your life. Having some time where you have stronger work boundaries. You're not checking email after hours. Um, oh my gosh. A friend of mine the other day <laughs> said that one option is to delete the email app off your phone, like at the end of your work day. And it blew my mind. I was like, you just delete it and then reinstall it like every day. She was like, yeah, like that sounds fake, but that would be a great way to not check your email, right? It's just physically not there. I installed this app called OneSec and then the free version, you can pick one other app to connect it to. So I picked Facebook and now when I open Facebook on my phone, it makes me take a deep breath in and I have to wait like five seconds and then it's like, do you want to keep going to Facebook or are you okay without Facebook? And it has really cut down on my Facebook usage, I gotta say. Not when I'm at work on my computer because it's right there. But on my phone, yes. And I'm gonna wrap this up and <laughs> just say that regardless of your physical ability, your body, your neurotype, your mental health, your brain, Yes, you have 24 hours in the day, but that doesn't mean shit about how you have to spend those hours. You get to decide that. A meme does not get to decide that. Some fitness mom on Instagram does not get to decide that. You are in charge of your hours. And at least eight of them should be spent unconscious in a sleep way. All right, this is Caitlin signing off. And if you would like to hang out with me on the internet, I am at Caitlin Liz Fisher on Instagram. 
We've got a free Facebook group, the Neurodivergent Creative Pod, where we talk about all things creative. You can check in on projects that you're doing. You can share your latest work in progress. I have been really digging. Um, we've got somebody in there who just makes like really good like little doodles that are so intricate, and I just love seeing what they're doing every week. And yeah, everybody in there is awesome. Please like the show, subscribe, and leave a review five-star review with some words on it because the words give me happiness. And if you're going to leave a bad review, let me save you the trouble. iTunes is like kind of a pain in the ass. So just don't even bother. Um, but if you do love it, it is worth the pain in the ass because I'm worth the pain in the ass because I'm great. Okay. Is there anything else for me to tell you? You can sign up for my emails. I'll put a link in the show notes. I send out inspiring emails every week. They're pretty great. I don't think there's anything else for me to tell you other than stay hydrated. You absolutely capable bitch. You're a star and I love you and I will talk to you soon.